Get autographed copies of New York Times bestselling author Cynthia Bryan's books at www.starstyleradio.com. Get inspired and motivated to be your best self with Be The Star You Are, 99 Gifts, and Be The Star You Are for Teens. Buy cases at a deep discount to give away as gifts and premiums. Visit www.starstyleradio.com or call 925-377-STAR. 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 Have a plan for your life. You've set goals. You know where you want to go. Congratulations on finding Star Style. Be the star you are. Our vibrant hosts, passion, purpose, and possibility producer Cynthia Bryan and her energetic daughter, healthy living specialist Heather Brittany, share the best roads, fastest detours, and successful strategies for a life worth living. Reach your potential with their personal achievement coaching, miracle moments, inspiring guests, titillating interviews, and business bites. Be introduced to new books and innovative ideas that encourage you to live a positive, sustainable lifestyle while achieving your dreams. Ignite your power, make a difference in the world, and shoot for the stars. It's the power hour of living, loving, laughing, and learning. On Star Style, be the star you are. Lend us your ears. The party starts now. Never say never. Live your dream. Well, it's party time here at Star Style. Be the star you are. Hello, power partners. Welcome to our informational playground. Star Style, be the star you are. Brought to the airwaves under the auspices of Be the Star You Are Charity. We're your hosts. I'm Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Whitney. And we hope to catapult you to the stars. Speaking of stars, this is the week of the Star Spangled Banner, the red, white, and blue, and talking about everything independence. William James, for our Miracle Moment, said, To change one's life, begin now, be bold, no exceptions. And today in our show, we really are talking about uh, the 4th of July, Independence Day, the gift of freedom, and what it all means. So, you know, the Declaration of Independence began with these words. When in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another, and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and nature's God entitle them, a decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires they should declare the cause which impelled them to the separation. That's a mouthful, right, Heather? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we celebrate American Independence Day on the 4th of July every year, and we think of the 4th of July, 1776, as the day that represents that Declaration of Independence and the birth of the United States. But it was really um, July 4th wasn't the actual day. It was actually July 2nd that uh, the Continental Congress decided to declare independence. So the way I look at it is I think we should just celebrate all of July because it was like throughout July that different different things kept being read. So what do you, uh, well, what are your plans for the 4th of July? I absolutely love the picture of you with wearing your flag clothes. It is very, very fun. 
So what do you have? Uh, <laughs> what are you gonna? What are that you? Was, up I, to? What was the most recent one? Memorial Day. Yeah. So, you know, interesting thing. I know you're you're such a history buff with that too. And and actually, you know, an, an interesting thing about it is. Um, the whole thing of the Declaration of Independence uh, was the the fourth was the day um, that the Constitution was act. That's sort of the anniversary of it um, of every year. Excuse me, um, that it was signed. Um, the, if it was the if it was uh, the actual day that like it actually went into being, you know, I guess declared and approved, actually approved, it actually be October. I know October. Excuse me, August second. Right. So. I feel like there should be that whole month exactly. That's what I. That's how it. I feel too. I feel that too, and it and actually the day that the revolution started uh, was actually back in April of 1775. So you know, it's there's a lot of who knows what different how the different days actually um, are, but we have adopted July 4th as that date of celebration, and you know, you were saying about October and November, so. The Declaration of Independence was delivered to Great Britain in November of 1776, and it was on August 2nd that it was originally signed. So maybe we just celebrate, you know, all year long. (laughs) (laughs) And I think it was a good thing that we got our independence. It was a very, uh, it was very brave of our founding fathers, because had we not won the war, they would have all been hung. Crazy. Yes. Crazy. I mean, there's so, many things, you know, we all talk about, too. I mean, if, if we still had been a British colony and all those, you know, all the the many things. I mean, it's, it's so funny that, you know, we, we've, uh, you know, separated from Britain, but yet there's still a very big thing. I mean, we have all these things, New England, for example, all these things that have um, very English, very British names throughout our country um, that uh, we've sort of still, you know, taken with us. And, you know, America is this thing... Uh, it's so funny. I mean, we are truly are, you know, we're called the melting pot. We are so many cultures. And uh, I always find it interesting when people get, I mean, it's, I love that there is such American pride. And, you know, we, we, we are the greatest country, but, you know, people, especially with uh, so many things regarding immigration, how people, you know, so our country, well, truly we are the land of immigrants. I mean, everyone here, except for truly the Native Americans, everyone here uh, did not originate here. So, um, I find it so interesting that we have well, so many things. You know what's interesting, too, when you talk about the Native Americans and us being a land, uh, you know, a melting pot of people. If you look back in history, when the United States, the 13 colonies, they wanted to separate from England and especially King George III. You know, it was that whole taxation without representation and yeah. all of that. We hear those, those uh, you know, those quotes thrown around. But what many people may not know is that the Native Americans, they did not fight on the side, uh, side of who won the United States. They actually fought for Great Britain because the colonists were not good to the Native Americans. And it was the same thing with the, um, the African Americans the slaves, they were slaves. There's a lot of messed up uh, history in American culture. Yeah, there is. For sure. There's things that, you know, I think now, you know, so, I mean, just in recent news, we're seeing all this sort of, this really kind of backwards thing. That, I mean, all this stuff with the Confederate flag and all these things. And I feel like these are the times that, you know, everyone needs to unite and join as one of these uh, celebrations, you know, of freedom. I think, you know, when people hear freedom, 
um, they more hear, you know, the it's you know free to do whatever I want kind of thing. And and really, I mean, yes, in a way, that's sort of what it means, but. Um, it isn't exactly just to do whatever you please. You know, it's about to have the ability to think, believe, speak, worship, which is constantly, you know, thing or not to worship. Exactly. Um, you know, move. You know, to, to choose. There's so many. There's so many things that saying that you as an individual um, can just have these rights again in America that we have the ability to have this conversation right now to say that look, there are some things that have been wrong in our history and and politics. Um, and not all countries have that. I think one of our, our greatest things is our freedom of speech. And um, and slowly, you know, there's been so many things that recently uh, they've gonna kind of gone back over, you know, with Constitution, because from the Declaration of Independence we came the bill, you know, that strung the Constitution, became the, the, the Bill of Rights, so we've, the amendment, we've got so many various things that kind of set out all of these things for us, these, um, you know, the two different houses representations, uh, so that we can have, you know, even though there's much corruption and much, you know, it seems like for, it just feels like it's always a uh, political elect, um, election, <laughs> not really as much as getting done. Right, um, right. But, but you know what I find kind means. of sad is that in 239 years since 1776, that we have made such slow progress in the integration of the freedom and the rights for all. For all. Because the Declaration's most famous sentence reads, you know, we hold these truths yeah. to be self-evident. All men are created equal, that they are endowed by the, create, the Creator with certain um, unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And today, you know, we talk about this inspirational language because it does express a really profound commitment to human equality. But we look at what's happening as you were beginning to say out in the world now with the Confederate flag. Um, I was just reading about Michael Jordan being cast in a, as a comic book hero in this new movie. And there's an uproar because in the original 1960s comic book, you know, the character is white. And it's like, what's happening? So, you know, it's so many people still do not have their rights and tra transgender people uh, now because of uh, Bruce Jenner, now yeah. Caitlin, well, I mean, he's starting yeah, I to start a movement. But we, we still are fighting for our equality. I mean, it's better, obviously, but do, yeah. does everybody have their total independence? I don't think so. No. And, and, you know, I think as, again, I think just in recent years, I think, Things are really. I think people are starting to test things of saying, you know, this this isn't constitutional, especially as you know, it's all um, so many of the rights uh, in regarding to LGBT, which I just find. I think all rights should be human rights. I find it just almost hilarious that these people are fighting, um, fighting to be able to have monogamy, to to legitimize their relationships. And I'd like to say that heterosexuals have uh, more than a 50% uh, rate of uh, divorce. divorce so, right. you know, they're, they're fighting for something that we all seem to keep, you know, mixing up and, and ruining. It's like, please, let these people are fighting to love someone. You know, right. Like, so, but, you know, that was something that just recently got approved that, you know, the con they finally said, you know, this is unconstitutional, which was a huge thing. And I think for, for me, one thing I find, you know, the beauty of it all with America is, especially with all of, um, you know, this immigration stuff. And, and in California, it's such a hot button because we're so close to the border um, into Mexico. And, you know, you hear all the, 
uh, the many negative, you know, the, you always hear to see negative things, but they're also positives. I mean, we are known as the land of the free. That's why many of our, you know, ancestors and, and our relatives came over, you know, fresh, you know, fresh off the boat. They came here for a better life. That um, There's this thing that our, you know, our citizens here of this community, that's why we attract so many um, immigrants. And whether people are here legal or illegal, um, it's for a better life. They're trying to escape things. You know, there's so well, and they add and so much to our culture. I mean, I love the idea of a melting pot. I love the idea of different foods, of different expression, of different cultures. And I really think it brings uh, a richness to the table. You know, it, it brings something different. And that's what I agree with you is that we really have to get to that part, to that and I think we're getting there, but it's slow. It's very slow. Where we don't look at race, color, sexual orientation, religion. You know, we just look at us as people. And I think back to uh, Jefferson, uh, Thomas Jefferson. You know, he authored um, the Declaration of Independence and adopt. It was adopted by the Second Continental Congress, obviously. But you know, even though he may be one of our most important states people in U.S. history, he owned slaves. And, you know, he had, he had actually written something in the original Declaration of Independence that said something to the extent that, that slaves should be set free or given their freedom after a time. But the founding fathers took it out. They didn't want it in there. Um, but it's interesting that so many who were fighting for freedom, they weren't fighting for the freedom for all. And, so. you know, again, those things that uh, I think, that, I mean, those are things that always upset me when I look back at it. But at the same time, those things that at that time that was socially acceptable. I mean, I'm sure there's things even yes. in our lives now that we say, oh, my God, can you remember when we were kids it was okay to do this and this or right. um, say this and this kids. or certain words, you know, there's. There's certain things, especially like to me, anytime I hear, you know, a racial slur things, I, they're just like chalkboard, like, ew, I cannot stand those things. And this is when people just say them so nonchalantly. And, um, you know, but it's, it's different. It's just different times, different cultures with these things. And, and I think that's the great thing of with, uh, with our history, what makes this day so special is celebrating the American history and the American dream. I mean, that's what people talk about that you know, we're, this thing that people, why people come to America, why it's so celebrated, why we are this, this supernova country, um, is because there is all these great things, that we are a land of growth and change, and even, I think, with Americans, we are very impatient with things, especially once we kind of feel we're getting on the right track, but look at us compared to so many other countries, I mean, that are uh, women and, and men, and I mean, please, especially people of um, different um, races or different religions or, or sexual orientation, the way that they are oppressed and what a scary country it must live to be in. Uh, one of the reasons why so yeah, many people exactly. you know, seek refuge over here. So I, I have think- a hard time, uh, you know, even imagining what it must be like to be in Somalia, you know, or one of these small countries where there are a children militant armies and, and you're raised with hate. Yeah. I, it does. It, it really gives you pause, doesn't it? 100%. Well, kind of speaking on just happier stuff, what are your guys' plans for this upcoming force? Well, probably 
probably barbecue, fireworks, you know, a swim in the pool, all kinds of those kinds of fun things. But I do, you know, I really do feel it's important to show the colors. And like you, I always wear red, white, and blue. And, um, you know, I, I really do like to have conversations like we're having right now about what the meaning of the 4th of July really is. And so, I mean, I'm really looking forward to it and being with friends and family. And it's, you know, um, it's actually very interesting how important the 4th is as far as barbecues, picnics, parades, uh, community yeah. events. It's definitely a big community event. Is there a lot of community things that are happening down in Redondo? Yeah, oh, completely. I mean, I think, you know, and I, I, I guess I can't say all because that, that can never be Yeah, really that's all. We can never say all, but, can we? But for, for um, you know, as you learn in science, but um, for the most part, I must say, I think across the nation, little towns, big cities, um, there is this big celebration. This is, this is America's birthday. This is the one, it's just like, you know, New Year's. This is a day everyone celebrates because it's not associated with any kind of religious thing. It's to celebrate with our history that this is what made us our country. Um, you know, there's no uh, fairy tale associated. It's just a day in history that established us and made us free and allowed us to have all these different thoughts and different holidays and different things. So I think there is this big sense of American pride, and you really see it that that's the day. Everyone, you know, uh, red, white, and blue, I mean, we have the house decorated, too, and I mean, and also, what a big boost for the economy for all these places that sell stuff, or you know, the markets that you know, it's such a big barbecuing day. P- day people get together with family. Um, this year, with it falling on a weekend, which is you know, fantastic. Yeah, um, that's that it so perfect. Often, I know yeah, so many people that are taking off Friday just so that they can have a long weekend to you know to get ready for the holiday. Yeah, completely. I mean, down here, there's all kinds. I mean, there's jazz. That's there's. Uh, a boat, sort of like a boat parade. There's a parade. There's a 5K run. There's various stuff. You find sort of the right spot on the pier. You can see all these. You can see uh, what's it? Avalon. You can see over to Catalina. Catalina Island. Malibu. You can see. So if you find that right spot, and there's all through it, and then even um, you know, I've seen commercials for on TV that I think it's from New York or something that they're doing. You know, something similar like what they do at Fourth of July. It's this big. Celebration, you know, for us, this is our, you know, sort of our, Mar- well, not our Mardi Gras, our what, our carnival. This is like our big celebration of our country. And um, I think it's that one day, you know, everyone gets just a little bit more patriotic. And, you know, I think everyone is in that good mood, that that very neighborly thing. I mean, I, last year that was how we met some of our neighbors that we hadn't met, um, that we'd been living to for a couple of years, that everyone was barbecuing and people had their doors open. And we just kind of walked in and said hi to people. It was, that's just how that kind of piece. It's that day that I That sounds that really, really fun. I mean, that's a really cool thing. You know, you know why? You know what it is, is that we have a joint. What you're saying is that we have um, a, a, a a celebration that everyone can participate in because we're all Americans, even if we, whether we're immigrants or what we are, we all are happy to be here in America. And if you're not happy to be in America, then go someplace else. (laughs) That's all I can say because I do feel that we are very fortunate to live in the land of the free and the home of the brave. And regardless of all the issues and problems that happen, it is a better life here than in so many countries. And we need to be, just be grateful 
for what we have. That's at least my take on it. So I think that sounds really fun. And now you met your you met your neighbors. So um, did you become friends with them? Or you just did you see them more? Yeah, yeah, we became really good friends until they 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 just recently moved. They just recently moved, but that's kind of that thing of you know that whole just sense of community. And I think you know, kind of getting back to the whole thing with freedom is, I think you know what it means of why you know we need to preserve this whole thing of freedom. And I I think in this recent year, there's been all this stuff you know about how there's been phone hacking, you know, the government kind of overstepping that down because the main thing was that we were supposed to have this separation from government, that there couldn't be this tyranny. We have to, you know, people that are fighting for freedom, fighting for, you know, for our rights, things, we have to maintain that we have that separation, that right, because that's what allows us to have our political freedoms, our cultural freedoms, our social, our moral, our, our religious, you know, all those things. We have to kind of maintain, uh, maintain this overall thing of that each individual, that the state and country and things have to be separated with that. Um, so that we can still enjoy these things. And, and I think one thing, too, is kind of takeaway is to remember also I think a big thing that um, makes us think of Fourth of July is when it comes to freedom, we think of the many hundreds of thousands of men and women who are fighting for our freedom every day um, in, our, in our various military things. And, and uh, even if you're someone who does not support war, which I don't think anyone is ever a fan of war, to think that these people have voluntarily, voluntarily chose um, to make their life of really protecting us in, in ways that many of them end up giving their life to allow us to have these things, to allow us to have these barbecues, to not live in a land of fear, you know, where we are scared to leave our house. So I think that's a, a big thing to remember that there are so many people out there that unfortunately are not get, don't get to be with their families during these barbecue things because they're overseas or they're on training camps or they're even here in America but working um, military-wise, you know, to protect us. So um, those are things that I think, you know, really just show support towards your, your veterans and your active workers and, and keep those people and their families um, in your mind when you're celebrating. And remember that, you know, all, all these celebrations, we always have fun. In America, we always seem to find a, a way to, to celebrate something, that to have a barbecue and party and drink. But just always kind of remember back to the real reason of why we get these things and just sort of take that moment of maybe doing something positive or are uh, helpful or even donations or even just putting you know a little yellow ribbon on your door things to um, help remember all these people that fight so hard for for our freedom for every day I couldn't have said it better Heather that's uh, remarkable and that's so true and we're so grateful to everyone who is out there who is keeping us free and who really cares about the values that, and the spirit of 1776. And we all have to just appreciate everything that we have because without the Declaration of Independence, without the sacrifice of our founding fathers, we would not be here today. It was very brave of them to go against the strongest nation in the world, which was Great Britain at the time. And that, uh, that what they've done for us is, you know, gave, given us the challenge to live up to the, the goals and the ordeals and the, the thoughts that we, our government was founded on. And I think what's also great is that today, America and Great Britain are great friends. 
So I think that also goes to show that it doesn't matter what kind of fight you have with a friend, a relative, or anybody. There's always time to make up. It might take 200 years, but <laughs> but we can do it, right? We can do yeah, it. Yeah, history so, heals. Right, right. Well, really great segment. We want everyone to put on their red, white, and blue. Get out your flags. And get ready for a wonderful week of celebrations uh, during this 4th of July, but definitely remember why we are celebrating. I'm Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Brittany. And you're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. For more information about Star Style, you can go to starstyleradio.com. For information about the charity, go to bethestarur.org or btsya.com. We'll be right back. Don't go away. This is the Freedom Hour, and we are talking red, white, and blue and American pride for the whole hour. Stay with us. Be the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Are you seeking a Dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world. Lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR. 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 And visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan. www.cynthiabryan.com. This business of show business is calling out to me. Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryan, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. Be the star you are, you are the star. Plug in your headphones and tune in to enlightening interviews with acclaimed authors and success experts as our Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan, gabs with the gurus. Lend us your ears for the power hour on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Now, here's Cynthia Bryan. Find all you need in a light that shines. Here together here. Thanks for staying with us. This is the Power Hour. It's Independence Day. We're flying the red, white, and blue. And we are honoring the Republic, which has become the United States of America. I had promised that I would be reading some uh, chapters from a couple of my different books. And today it's going to be Be the Star You Are for Teens, Simple Gifts for Living, Loving, Laughing, and Learning to Make a Difference. If you uh, want uh, to get copies of this book, you can go to StarStyleRadio.com and go to the store, or you can go to CynthiaBryan.com and click on books, and it'll take you there. 
But this one, this story that I'm going to read to you, it's called The Gift of Freedom. And it's a true story. And I still, I still, when I read it, or even when I think about it, I actually experience the thoughts and feelings that I encountered when the event actually happened. And it, it makes it quite interesting because especially young people today have no idea what it could be like to have lived or been behind the Iron Curtain. So the gift of freedom. The Iron Curtain, although it was daunting in 1972, still I longed to visit the USSR. Revered acting director Stanislavski and Chekhov have been members of the Moscow Art Theater, and their contributions to the method and experimental techniques in acting intrigued me. And then, of course, there was the Russian ballet, the Russian circus, the Russian gymnasts. All had perfected their art forms to the qualities of artist and creation, ease, form, beauty, and entirety. My opportunity finally came when I was living in France during 1972. A two-month study program was announced that included meeting and working with the artistic community in Latvia, the USSR, and Poland. Now, all of these were behind the Iron Curtain at the time. It was Eastern Europe, but I signed up at once. The trip turned out not to be a lesson in freedom of expression, as I soon found out, but a study of manipulation and indoctrination. The United States at the time was involved in the Vietnam War, a full-fledged, undeclared atrocity that was killing young Americans and scarring the minds and emotions of those who did survive. Although I loved America, I was against what we were doing in Southeast Asia. And like many young people at the time, I believed it was unfair to require the young to die for their country before they were allowed to vote. Many Americans were loudly protesting our government's policy, a luxury that I soon learned was unavailable behind the Iron Curtain. Our plane landed in Leningrad, and we all went to claim our baggage. I had covered my backpack with small flags, mementos of each nation I had visited on my year-long journey. But when I retrieved my luggage, all the flags of the non-communist countries had been cut off. Whether someone had taken them as souvenirs of countries that they had little chance of ever visiting, or an official had cut them off for political reasons, I never knew. We were taken to a holding room where we were searched by armed guards. Two of my fellow students had made the mistake of taking a photograph in the airport. They were quickly arrested and taken away as spies, their cameras and film confiscated. When they returned to the group two days later, they were exhausted and bedraggled from intensive interrogation. Our polite but timid tour guide collected our passports for safekeeping, we were told. Actually, the authorities feared we might sell them to local citizens and then claim they were lost and apply for new ones at an American embassy. We were told we must convert a specific amount of cash into rubles at the official money changers and spend it all. No giving money away, and anyone getting the much more favorable exchange rate from black marketers would be severely punished. Now, the funny thing was, is it hardly mattered. We soon found out there was absolutely nothing to buy with our rubles except propaganda posters, Lenin buttons, and those stacking Russian dolls, and of course vodka, but I was much too young. In the USSR, 
where the Russian Revolution had ousted the Tsar in 1917 and installed a communist regime, few residents remained who remembered a country called Mother Russia. Not that life under the Tsars could be called freedom, but at least art, music, and beauty had been encouraged. The only beauty I now witnessed was pre-1917. The cities were gray, the sky was gray, the clothing was gray, the sugary tea was gray. Life was dismal and gray. Life under Soviet rule was completely colorless. People queued in long lines for everything. Everyone appeared forlorn and beaten down. It was apparent that anything pleasurable was forbidden to the common citizen, perhaps except the opera and ballet, which were fully subsidized companies. The streets were in utter disrepair with potholes and crumbling curbsides plaguing the roadways. The multi-story block apartment buildings were unadorned and absent of color, except for the gray laundry hanging from windows. In this land of the proletariat working class, gray was the national color. A couple of times I witnessed a welcome flash of a fuchsia babuska, perhaps a nod of rebellion towards the grim living conditions. I began to loathe the color gray. My fantasy of artists working in harmony and with a free spirit was quickly crushed. We went to the museums, we went to the circus, we went to the theater, we went to the ballet, and we watched gymnastic competitions. But the happy exchange of artistic ideas was non-existent. The artists could speak to us only in hushed tones when the attention of our tour guides were elsewhere. And as they spoke, their eyes, their eyes rarely met ours as they scanned the area for any clandestine agents. They were eager to know what we knew and what it was like where we came from. What were the popular songs? What were the films, plays? What did a hamburger taste like? I felt a strong sadness and a sense of them being prisoners of time. Yet their instinctive freedom was expressed in their creativity their internal beauty, and in their art forms. One day, as I was walking in the rain, I found a huge, rusty, broken padlock on the ground. I picked it up and instinctively looked it around to see if anyone was looking, hid it in my old coat. This, I decided, would be the memento to remind me of the value of my own freedom. When we reached Latvia and Poland, the atmosphere changed. These countries had only recently been annexed by the Soviet Union, and some people could remember a time before World War II when life was different and everything was more colorful and people still had some spunk in them. Confrontations between citizens and police occurred regularly in the streets, and the black market trading was brisk. I had the feeling that these people would die to restore their freedom. Latvians and Poles were openly friendly to us, asking many questions. Remember that in the 1970s, it was forbidden for them to see Western films or magazines. Information crossed the borders only via the black market. And I received several offers to buy my passport, my backpack, and even the clothes right off my back. The energy exuded from the citizens in these countries indicated a great desire for more personal freedom. I got quite chummy with our tour guide, and I gave her a pair of my Levi's when I left. To her, they were a priceless gift, a symbol of hope for the future. 
See, she secretly begged me to write her and to send her a bottle of French perfume. I shipped a parcel off as soon as I returned to France, but just as my flags had been ripped off my backpack, the perfume was stolen from the package. I received several letters from her, all with parts cut out. It was like a movie. The last one read, In my dreams, I am a butterfly. She had achieved freedom, but only in her mind. After two months behind the quote-unquote Iron Curtain, I knew how appropriate the name was. It was impenetrable. Human emotions and ambitions were crushed in the name of an ideal. Life might have been egalitarian, but it was miserable. It was merely a meager existence. It wasn't living. Most citizens performed the jobs they were assigned at preset wages, and they could not move around or leave the country. The dissolution of the old Soviet Union has brought a sort of democracy, one fraught with crime, corruption, violence, and starvation. It's going to take time for the government and its people to work out a system of equality and freedom, but at least it is a beginning. There are countries all over the world and who are holding their citizens hostages, repressing women and children. They sanction slavery and they don't allow freedom or freedom of expression. People are still persecuted on ethnic issues and many people are denied a basic education. The fabric of civilization is so fragile. When I returned to America, the first thing I did was lie on the ground and kiss the soil. Those two months behind the Iron Curtain felt like years, and there were moments when I wasn't sure I'd even make it home. But I had my personal freedom alive in my imagination. <clears throat> and that's the lesson that I brought back. Since then, I have become very good friends with several people, now American citizens, who grew up in communist countries. They love their heritage. They love their faraway families. They love their culture. And they're nostalgic for their homeland. <coughs> they're also grateful to be living in America, a land of opportunity where they are finding personal freedom and they can choose their own roads. These people are happier here. They have decided that America is now their home. And although they hope to go back one day to visit in their homeland, they have no desire to live there. Perhaps no one is ever truly free on every level. No matter what our circumstances, we can hold the illusion of independence when we believe we are free. The ugliest caterpillar can dream of the day it will metamorphose into a beautiful butterfly. I appreciate the complexities of the gift of freedom. America is not perfect, and it may not be perfect. No country is. America is great because it is a work in progress. It's a country constantly struggling to balance rights with responsibilities and to maintain a level of freedom and justice for all. I feel fortunate to have had the opportunity to be born in a land that allows me the ability to travel the world to witness the cultures and lifestyles of other nations, and then to return to a country that welcomes my self-expression. Yes, I am proud to be an American, and that rusty padlock stands guard on my desk as my reminder that freedom 
is never free. And I have an exercise in this book called Butterflies Are Free. And it goes like this. Having even a limited sense of autonomy is better than having none at all. Studies of prisoners of war indicate that those who never lost hope under the most brutal conditions did so by focusing on internal freedom. In difficult situations, mental and spiritual freedom may be your only option. So here's an exercise that I've given my students to help them visualize a life of release. We're going back to the butterfly. Imagine a butterfly is landing on your open palm. Admire the beauty, the fine details of her wings. Feel the way she tickles your hand with her wings. Stand quietly and see this magnificent creature, knowing that not long ago she was trapped in a cocoon. Let the butterfly symbolize all your unmet wants, needs, and desires. Mourn for the sadness you have known and for the times you have felt locked up in a world of misunderstanding. Now, watch the butterfly fly away and feel the exhilaration of letting go of your own trepidations. Release fear and breathe in freedom. Freedom is never free. Believe you are free and your chains will be broken. So I hope that that inspires you a little bit. I know that so many of you, if you were born in the 80s or, or you know late 80s, you have no idea what uh, transpired before. But there are, as Heather said in segment one, millions of people around the world that are still living in some kind of bondage and living in fear. So this week, as we celebrate the 4th of July, the birthday of our nation, the day that we were all set free from tyranny. Let's give thanks that we are Americans and that we live here in the land of opportunity where we can go from building something in a garage to having our dreams come true and becoming wealthy beyond our wildest expectations. So think about that as you ponder your 4th of July activities and just remember to always reach for those stars because that's where the gold is and you are all stars. I'm Cynthia Bryan. You're listening to Star Style. Be the star you are. And we'll be back in just a bit. So don't go away. The star you are. The star you Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. Do you know how to communicate? Remember, there's the word you in the word communicate. In your conversations, involve the other person by using the word you frequently and appropriately. Instead of saying, that's right, Say, you are absolutely right. And when you sprinkle the you uh, liberally throughout your dialogues with others, you show an appreciation for their thoughts and their, for their ideas. And you give them the ownership of creative thinking. Communication is dependent on the engagement of two or more parties. To make sure to echo others' words and acknowledge everyone in your conversation. Mirror the feelings and excitement level of someone else. And when you utilize the power of you, Y-O-U, the reward is more credibility, more likability, 
and more trustworthiness in your business relationships. Remember, you are the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another Business Bite from Star Style. For more information about coaching or consultations, visit star-style.com or call 925-377-STAR. Be the star you are. Light up the flame that burns. Make a world of difference in a world of differences when you support Be the Star You Are 501c3, a literacy and positive media charity dedicated to empowering women, families, and youth. Visit BeTheStarYouAre.org to make a tax-deductible donation today. Everyone counts. Donate today. BeTheStarYouAre.org Be the lucky star you and jumpstart your dreams with positive, life-changing interviews and star-studded conversations on our award-winning program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are, hosted by the passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. Find all you need in a light that shines. When I think of possibilities and potential in people, I think the 4th of July and the birthday of our nation gives us exact uh, examples of how anything is possible. You know, there really are no problems. There are only solutions. And so that's what we have to think about whenever we hit that, you know, that wall and we feel like there's no place to go. Walt Whitman said, to me, every hour of the light and dark is a miracle and every cubic inch of space is a miracle. I am applauding because it's summer. I love summer. You've heard me say it before. I guess I really love spring, summer, and fall. I just love it when the sun is shining. You know, it's time for vacations, for swim meets, barbecues, swinging in hammocks, and for those of us here in California conserving our water resources. I know in some other states like uh, Austin, Texas, they were flooding, but here in California, especially in Northern California now, we have been told that we're going to be allowed only 35 gallons a day, which I don't know how we can actually do that. Our weather patterns have been really, really crazy and weird. Uh, A few days ago, my car thermostat registered 107 degrees on a Monday. And then two days later, I was gathering buckets to catch the downpour of rain. So, Uh, We're saying that brown might be the new green, but I'm preferring to call my garden California gold because my lawn crunches when I walk on it, and the only green is the slowly spreading, striking clover that has this tiny pink flower. I'm going to have to get everybody to start planting that because that's the only way we're going to have some green. Yet, let's have some hope because as long as we maintain vigilant, Come winter time, your lawns, your turf, your gardens, they will revitalize and they will come back. So a few things if we're going into the July garden that you want to ask yourself, is your garden sunny or shady? And when evaluating what to plant where, remember that an area is considered sunny when it gets at least six hours of direct sunlight per day. 
Now that would be an area to plant your tomatoes. Tomatoes like sunlight. Now when an area receives four to five hours of sunshine, it is considered only partly sunny. That's a good place maybe for azaleas because they like some sun, but they also like a little bit of shade. And then a shade garden is an area that receives less than three hours a day of sunshine. That's where your ferns are going to grow, you know, and you're going to see that there's going to be um, a lot more um, respite from the hot rays. Although I was talking to one of my painters today who's working on remodeling my house, and he's from North Carolina, and he was saying that back there, because of the humidity in summer, that being in the shade is actually hotter than being in the sun, and it has something to do with how the shade captures the moisture, and then it just turns to terrible heat. So that doesn't sound too good, although it does sound really nice to be out there. I did receive a few new releases of a hibiscus from J. Berry Nursery this week, and they were really stunning. They're called Patio Party. I love the name. You know, we're a power party. This was a patio party. And the colors are just bursting with flair and frivolity. But they were advertised as being deer resistant. And so I was excited to plant them in my front garden. I don't have a deer front. And I have lots and lots of deer. But my deer, deer devoured the flowers and leaves. I mean, probably just overnight. I mean, I planted them in the evening. The next morning, I had nothing left. So I made wire cages to protect the plants, and I'm now considering installing a deer fence maybe next winter. Because as much as I enjoy observing these munching marauders, with our severe drought, they are hungrier than usual, and the deer are just eating plants that they never, ever even thought about before. Now, if any of you are in Northern California and listening to my me right now, you might have gotten a an insert in your most recent water bill that was delineating what the new regulations and rules were going to be because of the critical water shortage and how they were going to mandate outdoor watering. But, you know, so many people when they get that insert, and I know I'm I'm really to fault on this as well, I just toss it. You know, I have too much reading to do as it is, so I don't really want to be reading all that. However, some of these strict uh, limits on watering really need to be adhered to. So I am going to just give a few now, and these are for people living in California um, because the drought is in its fourth year, and they're saying this is the worst drought that California has ever experienced in its history. And it doesn't mean just its history from the gold rush. It means since the beginning of time. So this, there are strict limits on frequency of watering. You cannot water any more than two non-consecutive days per week with no runoff. So you got to be really careful. And I always suggest water deeply but less frequently because if you water deeply, your ground is going to do better. And if you notice your trees curling, the leaves curling up or lots of leaves dropping, that means your trees are really thirsty and they're suffering. And you probably want to get a deep soaker hose and stick it into the ground and give your trees a good deep soak because otherwise you might lose them and you don't want to do that. I also recommend choosing the dates that have a couple days between them, like choose a Monday and a Thursday or a Tuesday and a Friday or maybe a Wednesday and a Saturday to water. 
And then just let Sunday be a day to rest, just like, you know, we've always said that Sunday was a day to rest. There are also strict limits on times. You can only water your gardens before 9 a.m. or after 6 p.m. So if you're going to water on the 4th of July, remember if you're having a big barbecue or a picnic or any kind of party at your house, uh, remember that you're going to have to do it before 6 a.m. Now, depending on how long your watering schedule takes, I recommend watering lawns in the mornings because any, you know, usually any time after 6. By doing this, you're going to give your grass time to absorb the moisture and enjoy the sun. When you water your lawn in the evening, you may be inviting lawn moss as the grass doesn't have enough time to dry out. For your flower beds, evening is probably a better choice to water as the moisture has 12 to 15 hours to saturate and then quench the thirsty earth. Now, no watering is allowed within 48 hours of measurable rain. Unfortunately, I don't know how you're going to keep to that one because who knows when it's going to rain. I, I'm not sure our weather forecasts have been right in a very long time. And if even if you go to a weather channel, we're always getting incorrect information. So I'm not sure that one is going to be easy. But uh, you could not water 48 at, hours after the rainfall. No watering of ornamental turf on public street mediums allowed. Well, that one I don't think too many of us have to worry about because I don't think we're going to waste our water on the public mediums. But here's one. No washing of driveways and sidewalks except as needed for health and safety. So get a broom, sweep or blow all your stuff from the driveway um, onto a lawn or wherever you're going to mow it, and then get your mower and mow it up and then put it in your compost pile. Use ho hoses only with shut-off nozzles to wash vehicles. If you have an area of grass or lawn that is accessible to your vehicle, you can drive on the lawn and wash your car using a biodegradable soap. I mean, it's a double win because your car gets clean, your lawn gets a drink. So think about that, and you usually, you know, you're not going to ruin your lawn by doing that. Turn off fountains or decorative water features unless the water is recirculated. Now remember, if you have uncirculated standing water, you are now inviting mosquito larvae to hatch. So you want to go out and buy dunks or add a bit of bleach to keep the water mosquito free. And make sure you do this for the 4th of July weekend too because nothing can ruin a fun outdoor patio party than mosquitoes or yellow jackets. So con for, conservation is essential, and many water districts will be adopting excessive use ordinances that are going to penalize households. So we may not be able to keep our landscapes beautiful, but we can keep our gardens alive. And just remember my motto, it's not brown, it's California golden. And a couple of things you can do this month is cut old or overgrown elderberry trees down to the ground. The stump will re-sprout, and it's providing better flower and fruit production. You can grow a pollinator garden in a pot with nectar and pollen-rich snapdragons, comb flowers, zinnias, thyme, sage, salvias, and sedums. Make sure to plant your tall perennials together as support beans for one another, and make sure to read the tags for spacing details because you don't want to overcrowd. Celebrate the 4th of July with a picnic table set with red, white, and blue flowers from your garden. You can use red roses, dahlias, astralmeria, blue agapantha, white gardenias, or begonias. These will all be surefire winners. And 
You know, it's so pretty if you go to, um, if you look, go either to my Facebook or you read my latest La Mirinda Weekly, which will be in Press Pass soon, you'll see a really pretty table that I put together that was, you know, with paper plates, but it still has red, white, and blue, and gold, and candles, and flowers that are from the garden that have fragrance, as well as, you know, really reminiscent of what we're trying to do with uh, our whole idea with freedom. So I thank you all for being great listeners and listening to Heather and I every week here on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We like it that you lend us your ears because we like to be your personal growth success coaches and help you change your life and hopefully make your dreams come true while bringing you some interesting information, some history, and some health um, information at the same time. If you'd like to make a donation to Be The Star You Are charity, go to bethestarur.org. If you want more information about Star Style Productions, you can contact me, Cynthia, at star-style.com or visit CynthiaBryan.com. You can also leave a message at our office, but we prefer email, and that is at uh, 925-377-STAR. That's 925-377-7827. Our aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate. We want you to see beyond your physical being and know you are already a star. And anything that you have dreamed, you can achieve. So cherish the past. Think of the future, but celebrate every moment of your life. And read a book this week and perhaps make it be the star you are for teens. Simple gifts for living, loving, laughing, learning, and leading. That you can find the gift of freedom. Or be the star you are 99 gifts for living, loving, laughing, and learning to make a difference. Both available as a tax deduction from StarStyleRadio.com in our store. So just click on the store. Just remember, when you read a book, it's just like having a garden in your pocket. So as you have a wonderful 4th of July, a birthday of America, keep in mind what our forefathers went through because it was a busy day in Revolutionary War history. And not only was that the day that uh, where they first sang Yankee Doodle Dandy, but the end of the war really wasn't until Benjamin Franklin, John Adams, and John Jay signed the Treaty of Paris in 1783. So let's be happy. And that was in the City of Lights, of course. So let's be happy that we are all here in America to celebrate the 4th of July. Have a very safe fireworks day. Enjoy yourself. Have fun at the parades and dream, create, inspire, and make a difference. I'm Cynthia Bryan for Star Style. I thank you and encourage you to reach for the stars. Be the star you are. Happy 4th of July. Have American pride. Be the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. You are the star. Be the star you are. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. 
For more information, visit www.starstyleradio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to www.bethestarur.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic hosts, Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany, every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are. You are.